<laughs> that tune kicks fucking ass, man. That's my album, man. I know a lot of people disagree. Most Pantera fans disagree with me, but Great Southern Trend Kill is my shit. Yep. I mean, just the opening track comes up. <laughs> like, Dude, it's, it's everything I like. It's it's almost it's almost to the extreme level. It's just a hair before Superjoint. You know, it's, yeah, it's just a hair tamer than that. I thought Far Beyond Driven was a little heavier than no that one. No way. Are you kidding? I thought so. Sandblasted Skin and um, War Nerve. War Nerve is just meaty. Yeah, but you had Floods and Tens. And, yeah. You know, I mean, and Far Beyond Driven, the second half of that record is just weird. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that there's some weird, it's, it's yeah. great, but there's some weird stuff in there. These are lies and sunken cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I do. Pantera did no wrong. Oh, yeah. They did no wrong by me, ever. That's my one musical regret is that I couldn't, uh, is that Dimebag, you know, got killed because I couldn't, you know, take my stepson Dominic because that's one yeah. of his favorite bands and it's like, it, they they just were fucking destructive all the time. And if you were betting, would you have bet that it was those two that would die and and Philip and, and Rex that would be alive? I mean, I could, I could see Vinnie Paul with the heart stuff because he was always heavier and doing coke and you know he just beat the absolute shit out of himself but yeah. i mean dimebag the way that he went i mean no one's ever gonna put well, no that, yeah I, I mean it's it just it just if you were betting if you were betting in 1994 you would have said philip would die first oh yeah for sure and then you would have probably said rex would die second of yeah. being a dick. Yeah. Someone shoot him. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I've made abundantly clear a million and five times on this dumb show. Yes. I do not like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brown at yeah. all. But what do you think of that that they're they're trying to put the feelers out there about the the Philip and Rex and and Zach and a drummer to be named? Probably Charlie. Do you think it'd be Charlie? Yeah. I mean, who else would it be? It'd either be Charlie or it would be whoever the drummer for Black Label is because they'll just need the work since... Well, it it would almost kind of have to be Charlie or, or, or somebody... It would either be like Charlie... So, somebody with a name because you can't... You, I don't think for a tour like that you, you can do no-name guy. Eh. But you also need somebody that's as powerful as Vinnie Paul and Charlie Benante is like a, a ungodly talented. Yeah. But he doesn't he he doesn't hit he doesn't, like a sledgehammer like no. like Vinnie Paul did. No, he's a little dainty. Yeah, I mean Charlie Watts, nice. Charlie uh, Watts. Of course Jim Jackal said that. Like, Charlie Watts uh, with his Yep. Oh my god. Charlie um, Watts hits full blast and it sounds like he's using one of those little fan things that Yeah. What are, what are, I don't even know what that's called. The, the brushes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I was a drummer. Yeah, right. Little fan <laughs> sure thing. Sure you were. The little fan yeah. thing. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would go see it, obviously, just to hear yeah. some Pantera tunes live with half the band. But, I mean, it, 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 it's one of those bands you can't recreate. Like, no. most, most bands, you could get scabs in there, and mm-hmm. it sounds the same. But... Dimebag, the way that he played, yeah. and the riffs and stuff like that, you can't, you it wasn't, can't replicate it. Well, and it wasn't only the music. It was the attitude. Yeah. And you're not going to get that attitude, because they were like that, and no one has done it since, before or since, in my opinion. The thing that separated Pantera to me was that they were so vicious, and yet so fun. Yeah. At the same time. 
I mean, at the at the exact same time, you would you would have Dimebag, you know, throwing whipped cream bombs at people and throwing black tooth into the crowd. Yeah, and then have Philip going. There's nothing wrong with saying white power. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was such a such a yin and yang they, at the same time. They almost seemed like if you just watched them without, like, if if you were deaf and you just watched Pantera, yeah, you would swear that they were sloppy as hell. Yeah, and yet when you heard them, no, they weren't. I mean, it was it was the weirdest thing. It I mean, was that. I mean, they were. I mean, they're legendary. Don't get me wrong, yeah. mm-hmm. but I still think they were underrated in a lot of ways because sure. of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, and you know personally that they would go up on stage like fucking bomb. Yeah, bombed out of their gourd, yeah. and they could still play like that. I, I mean, it's it's just it, it's staggering how good they were. Yeah, it it, it really. I, I'm so. You know, I, I mean, I, I hate the way everything went down, as as does any, yeah. probably any music fan, not even just a Pantera fan. Espe- but, especially now that all the stuff's coming out where they're saying that they, you know, were, they, they were definitely, they were definitely gonna, yeah. you know, I mean, with you know, because you know, he was he was sick eh. and tired. Of, he was sick of Patrick Lakeman or whatever the yeah, hell you pronounce it, Lachman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like because he was being a fucking egotist and he didn't want to play Pantera tunes. He was being a prick, and yeah. you know. Well, I, I honestly would not have. I mean, I obviously would have gone. Yeah. If they re- reunited, I would have been there, you know, of course. But I, I was, I'm one that I didn't want to see a reunion. I never wanted to see a reunion of Pantera. Why? I, because it wouldn't be the same. The reasoning wouldn't be real. Philip would be doing it as a project, not as returning to Pantera. I do believe that. I believe that Philip got away from. Pantera, and I, I know this from having personal conversations with Phil. Phil loves doing different stuff. Phil, like, have you heard N minor? No. Or I think it's N minor, yeah. L minor, or whatever. Yeah, L minor. Yeah, whatever it's called. I I don't like it, but it's so odd. It's so different but why would that take away from your enjoyment of pantera just because it wasn't his only thing because i don't believe that he would come back when he was doing pantera those first few years of pantera they were i mean they were razor focused on pantera yeah all they gave a fuck about was pantera and i'm gonna be honest you know me as the big hardest core pantera fan i did not like the touring that they did from um, the second half of touring, the third time I saw Pantera on on uh, Trendkill, and the two times I saw Pantera on um, Reinventing, the, Reinventing Steel. the Steel, I thought they were not very good. I, I mean, not bad. Don't don't get me wrong, not bad, but not what I used to see. It was definitely fractured. They were they were doing shorter sets. You know, they were doing an hour and 15 instead of, at one point, they were doing like two fucking hours. Two straight hours of intensity. And then they would wrap it up with fucking Planet Caravan, which was always that cool yeah. end. Yeah. You know, and then, I, I mean, they did one show um, here in Cleveland. They did an hour and 15 minutes. That was at the with Slayer, right? Yeah. And it was like an hour and 15 minutes near the fucking headliner, you know. And somewhere in there was like a two to three minute break while they walked off and got a drink before they came back to do Cowboys. Yeah. 
So it was really like an hour, five, hour, ten. It's like, dude, you did an hour. That's an opening band slot. You know, and, and I don't remember it being that short. It, I was there. It, it was not that long, and it wasn't that great of a set. I mean, it was okay. It was great. They played the the songs, but it wasn't as good as. Uh, you didn't see them in the day, did you? Did you see them on Cowboys or even? No, you know, no. The first time I saw them was on the uh, Trend Kill tour. I saw them. I saw them once or twice. There's the two clubs that I always talk about in San Francisco, the uh, the Stone and the Omni. Yeah. And I believe it was at the Omni I saw Pantera before they were before Cowboys. Saw them twice. And before Cowboys. Before Cowboys. Wow. Because dude, I used to just go. I didn't care who was playing. I would just go. Because the thing about the Omni was that rock stars hung out at the Omni. So for me, I would go. I didn't give a shit if it was the, you know, I saw some bands that that made it, like Pantera, and, yeah. and then I saw bands that people sort of remember but don't really, like the Galactic Cowboys. Oh God! And I, I remember they, they toured with Dream Theater. Yeah. They were there. They were their opening band yeah. in '92. The guy, the guy from the from that band is a fan of CMS. Really, Mon- Monty Colvin? Yeah, <laughs> he's a fan of CMS. <laughs> so hi, Monty. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, but yeah, I saw them there. I think. I think it was there, or maybe it might have been the Stone. I don't remember which one, or might have been one of the other clubs around there, but it was mostly those two clubs. And I most of the time went to the Omni because there was always rock stars there. And I've, yeah. to- I've told the story before about hanging out with Jim Martin. Yeah. Jim Martin from Faith the More, and just yeah. sitting at the bar with Jim Martin yeah. and being like, wow, that's fucking Jim Martin. That's that's the epic guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that's where I met Zach Wilde, was at the Omni. You know, and and the rule was you weren't supposed to fuck with the rock stars. Well, I knew who he was. Yeah. I certainly knew who he was, and that was on, you know, he was just hanging out at the bar, bought him a beer, was like, hey, how you doing, buddy? We talked for like 35, 40 minutes, and he was more than happy to drink my beers that I kept handing him, and I kept handing him beers. <laughs> right. So that, that was how I met Zach. So, you know, I used to go to that club a lot, and I just remember there was a band there that was Pantera. And I remember they were playing all these songs that were like, they were okay. You know, it sounded sort of like everything else at the time. Yeah. You know, it was kind of Motley Crue or Judas Priest. Yeah, they were doing yeah. that. And then at the end of the set, they were like, we're going to play something new that we're working on. And, you know, you know, it's a little bit heavier than what we've been playing all night, but we hope you guys fucking dig this, whatever. And it was um, Art of Shred. Yeah. And it was like, whoa <laughs> where did this fucking come from yeah you know because i mean the whole night you listen to like pst 88 and shit like that and it's like <laughs> metal magic yeah you know it's it's shit like that and then all of a sudden it's like you know it's yeah. like holy fuck and it was so tight and amazing and you know so i i saw pantera a few times so fast forward to i don't know i i was i i I, this was when I was living in California. I was in the military yeah. in California. And um, and I was in the barracks for some reason. I was picking up somebody, you know, to take... Because I, I lived off post, so I never went to the barracks. Yeah. But I was in the barracks for some reason, and my friend Rich, my friend Rich's room. And we're just hanging out, and he's like, dude, you got to hear this fucking band. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, he was like my... Me and him were like music buddies. Yeah. Me, him, and this guy, Dave. We used to go to concerts together and shit. Okay. So he puts this disc in, 
and you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, and I was like, ooh, this is like my shit. You know, I'm like, I'm, and in my mind, I'm like, what is this? Like Metallica or something? It's sort of like Metallica, but it doesn't sound like that. And you know, I didn't. It didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard. And when it kicks in, it was like, and I was like. I got to have this like now. And I said to my friend, Rich, I was like, dude, let me, let me take that home and I'll, I'll rip it and I'll bring it right back. I'll, I'll take it home. I'll, I'll make a copy of it. I'll make a tape of it. and I'll bring it back to you in two hours. And he was like, no, he was like, he was like, if you want it, you could have it, but I want these three CDs out of your car. And I still remember two of them. I don't remember what the third one was, but one of them was LA guns um hollywood vampires wow and the other one was um and i just forgot one of them was la guns hollywood vampires the other one was pearl jams 10 and i forget what what the third one was and and but i was like yeah not, not pearl jam um before Pearl Jam, the Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. Under the Bridge or whatever that thing's called. Blood, Blood sugar, sugar, Sex, sex magic. magic. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the Chili Peppers and Hollywood Vampires, and I don't remember what the other one was. But, but I and I was like, you know, this is when I had no money. Yeah. This is when I used to go to Metal Mayhem, Metal Mania, the, the record store, and I would open used CDs and stick other CDs in the cases so that I could steal two for one. Holy <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you, man. I, I was a constant thief, even though the guy was my friend. I still was stealing from him. Right. Had to. Had to get the... I couldn't afford the music. I couldn't afford anything. I, I mean, we had no money, dude. I've, I've told this before, and I know I've told you before. Yeah. Dude, we were living on ramen noodles and fucking one case of Buggy's beer a fucking month. Yep. I mean, I had no money, and yet I had every CD. You could bank on that. I had every disc. And for that one, I heard the Pantera, and I had to have it. And I traded him three CDs for this, and I brought it home. And I remember Giorgetto was like, was like what is this? And, you know, it looks so fucking vicious. And she's, yeah. you know, she thinks Bon Jovi's heavy at that point. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're not going to like this one too much. And, you know... And she's like, "Oh, let me hear a little bit of it." And I throw it on. I threw it on and and just put on the first song. And she she didn't even get twenty seconds. It was like, "Turn that shit off." Fuck, terrible. <laughs> hate it's it. Garbage. Hate it. hate it. And I it, it was relegated to listening in my car for probably a year. I I never listened to it in the house for like a year. <laughs> and then finally at the at the year mark, I bought one of the early CD you know, headphone players that yeah. get portables. Uh-huh. And the worst part about that was I couldn't even afford hardly to use it. I would have to, because I couldn't afford batteries. I couldn't afford six bucks or four bucks or whatever, or probably two bucks at a, you know, at the, at the department store that, that would have the generic battery, you know, that would have the Blur-A-Cell or whatever. Blur-A-Cell. You know, they wouldn't have good batteries. They'd have the knockoffs, you know, and I, I couldn't even afford those. So I would buy, like, one set of batteries every now and again, and I would take them out of the player so that they wouldn't charge and only put them in the player when I would listen to that oh, disc. Oh, yeah, you have to. Because I would put it in the, in the listen to the disc and take the batteries out immediately because I didn't want anything to waste any of the battery power. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was that was my life at that early stage, man. Yeah. But what I remember too, I'm, I'm such such a Pantera honk. I remember every single one of their discs and where I got it from and and how it came. When the second one came out, Vulgar, I had just moved back here like a month before it came out, and I remember going to um, Spinmore Records in Kent. Okay, it's now what it's now what is the um, store next to the Kent stage. Like right, oh, yeah, right okay. down the hill from the Kent stage, the very next storefront there yeah. was Spinmore Records. Okay, and they used to sell nothing but bootlegs in one half. Like the store is broken into two halves. One half was all bootlegs, all bootleg albums yeah, on vinyl. Love right? places like that. I loved it, and and the other half was just the new music of the time. Yeah. So I go into this place, and I'm like, you know, me being as dumb as I was at the time, which is very. I, I go to the, the clerk and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just moved back here from California and we had this band out there in California and I know you've probably never heard of them before, but I'm looking for their new CD. It's called Pantera. And he's like, dude, everybody's heard of fucking Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Cowboys from Hell, right? And I was like, I was like, well, I'm looking for the new one, Vulgar Display of Power. And, and he's like, yeah, we have that. And meanwhile, so he walks me over. There's a big standee with like gonna, 50 yeah. of them on it. Yeah, it's got to be. Because it was, you know, it was a hugely popular End album. Cap, yep. You know, and meanwhile, I'm thinking, well, nobody outside of my little world on Ford Ord has ever heard of this band. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the sole listener of it. Yeah. You know, but I did, and, and he gave me the, the Vulgar, and, and boy, I played the fuck out of that album. That I'll never forget where I... Where I first heard that, that was the heaviest thing I'd heard to that point because oh, I was yeah. I was doing like Metallica and Megadeth and stuff, right? And I didn't immediately get into Pantera right then, right? Um, pretty much, but I still wasn't quite into Screamer stuff. Sure, okay. It took it took me about a year to really get it, I think. Right, and but I was I was sixteen because that was ninety two, mm-hmm. and I was um I was working at a restaurant in Strongsville. I was I was uh. I was busting tables and washing dishes, and there was another dude there that was working, uh, washing dishes, and he was a guitar player, and I was a drummer at the time. Right. And we were both like big metal fans and stuff. Sure. And we wanted we wanted to get together to play, you know, play Metallica covers and see right. if we could, you know, start a band or whatever. So I would pack my drums up in my car and drive from Strongsville over to North Royalton, right? And set them up in his garage, and we would jam Metallica tunes. Sure. And when that record came out, he asked me to take him. I don't remember. I, I think it was Parmatown Mall, or I don't. I don't remember if Strongsville Mall was there at the time. I, I don't. I don't think it was. But in any case, uh, I, I, I remember exactly where I was when we put it in. For some reason, we were on Route 303. Okay, like 30 seconds from where I ended up living for 15 years. Right. I could still picture where I was, and um, he put this in. He's like, "You got to fucking hear this, man." So. We put the tape in, and you know, "Mouth for War" comes on, and, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> holy shit!" Yeah. And then it just kept going, you know, a new level and right. the walk, and then fucking hostile and this. And love. when you first heard it, did you think it was death metal? No, I just I, I was like I I had, I'm like I have never heard anything this heavy, right? But it was like precise, but also that like dimes like soloing was just so. Yeah, I mean it was. Oh my god! I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, good. it was like a fucking sledgehammer, right? Like a surge. It, it was like a surgically precise sledgehammer mm-hmm. of heaviness. Yeah, and I, I was like, 
oh my god, this is awesome! Right? Like, and it was. I mean, and I, that was like that was the first like really. I mean, it was you know because like I said, I was I was listening to Metallica and Megadeth and stuff, but that was the first like really sure heavy mm-hmm. you know thing that I had gotten into, and it was I was like, holy shit! Yeah. And now, I mean, like I. You know they're one of my top, you know, oh, yeah. top five favorite bands. I mean, yeah, they just like you said, they can do no wrong. They were just absolutely, absolutely fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And my my girlfriend, uh, my second girlfriend Kelly, was a huge fan. Okay, and I, and I think, well, no, because w- the show that you were all fucked up at was that ninety was that was that the Trend Kill tour that um... or was it the was it the the Far Beyond tour. I think it might have been f- the end of Far Beyond touring. Because okay. I know you were talking about the Jar. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. At Rhodes. I, I, went, I, went, I went to the Jar to see them, that show with Anthrax, where they got Anthrax so blasted they actually played like crap. The that was the show. It, okay. was, it, was, it was Anthrax, Sebastian Bach, yeah. and, um, with, and Pantera. With that seven-foot-tall goof with the green... <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh my god! In Sebastian Box band, I remember him coming out. Me and my brother looking at each other, going, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. So, but no, I like I was there, and I mean, total backwards thing. Like my girlfriend at that time, she actually liked moshing. Right. And she had floor tickets. She bought. She got a floor ticket. And my brother and I were up in the stands, mm-hmm. and she got all the way pretty much up front. Like sure. big, big Val backed some people off of her because she was. <laughs> kicking ass and they tried to go after her so big right. val was like thumping people for her. sure and so i mean i was there yeah that was a great show i mean we were oh my god we were first of all the fact that i got to be they are my number one band ever right. and the, i got van halen you got pantera the, yeah. the fact that i got to be friendly with those guys yeah and i'm still you know i'm still friendly with phil you know every time me and phil talk it's you know it, it, it's I mean, you've heard those interviews, and you've heard the stuff that that I don't put out. It's very much, hey, brother. Yeah. How have you been? How's yeah. how's life? You know, he's, and you know, one of the coolest things in the world was when he w- when he fucking read my book. Yeah. When he read my book and started talking to me about my book, dude, that was like, that's the moment. Yeah. That's like this is my favorite fucking band in the world. This is the guy. And he's telling me, he's thanking me for listening to his music. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking Phil from Pantera, my friend. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, he's always been really, really cool to me, you know. Yeah. And, and he, he, he's always treated me well. And to be honest, his wife now, his former girlfriend, Kate, has always been super, super nice to me. And, um, you know, I appreciate it because... That was my band. Yeah. You know, and it's not often that anybody, even people in the business, get that way with, with their favorite band. Sure, yeah. You know, and and I was able to, to do that, and that w- that's been cool. And, you know, I, I really look at it now, especially with, you know, two of the guys dead, you know, and I'm like, man, how fortunate was that, that. I was able to find my way in through, you know, just doing what I do. It, it, it was in a, a brief moment. If you think about it, Pantera, Pantera was what? T- like the same length as the Beatles. Ten years? 
Well, Cowboys was ninety, and then Dimebag was shot in two thousand four. But yes, I mean, it, fourteen years. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they broke up in like what two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, so ten years. Yeah, yeah, they had a ten year. They had like the Beatles, a ten year span, and somewhere along, some by some miracle, stupid Chris Aiken <laughs> found his way into hanging out with those guys and partying with those guys several times. And you know, I, I mean, I have stories for days about Pantera. You know, whether yeah. it's whether it's going to Sadie Renee's after the one show and, you know, Randy singing and the guy, call, or um, the guy, uh, Dimebag calling him, <laughs> the calling him uh, David Lee because he looks like <laughs> David Lee Roth. And he brought Randy up yeah. on stage and they were singing um, country songs. Yeah. Randy and 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 Dime were Dime's playing whatever he's playing. Yeah. And Randy and Dime are singing country songs together. And, you know, and I mean, what a moment, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm like just sitting there and I'm like, Jesus, you know, and and even when we were partying with those guys, you know, I'm on the bus with fucking Pantera partying yeah. and they're throwing me drinks and seeing how many I can drink. And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is the coolest. Right. You know, and, and, you know, Jackals call me a fanboy in the chat room. Yeah. On that one, on that one band, just like, just just like Jackal, you know, the way he jerks off to his pictures of Richie Blackmore. Yeah. You know, you don't see me jerking off to Richie Blackmore. I'm yet to post a Pantera picture or, or several thousand Jackal. Yeah. But, you know, they were my band. They were definitely my favorite band. Everybody's got their favorite. Well, it's, it's hard not to. Fa- I mean, Pantera, like, I met them that one time. Yeah. And at least with Dime and Vinny, especially Dime, mm-hmm. it's like. It's it's hard not to be a fan of the guy when you meet him. I mean, because yeah. I know I, I I think we talked about it on the show before, but I mean, for me, I have a hard time really getting behind a band that's full of guys that are total dicks. Right. Like I mean, I was a huge Slayer fan, and then I saw their live video in like ninety five, ninety six, and they were just total assholes, and it kind of turned me off to the sure. band. And but like Pantera. Fucking super! The dime was, oh, it was so always a party. Cool. Yeah, he was, was always so a party. Nice. That's why I love Seven Dust. Why I love Dream Theater. I'm a huge Van Halen fan because I met them, and Eddie Van Halen was great to me. I interviewed mm-hmm. Sammy; he was great. Like, you know, it makes it easier to follow a band if they're cool. 